0: podcast
1: dedicated to suspense, crime, and horror stories from the golden age of radio. I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. We love mysterious old-time radio stories, but do they stand the test of time?
2: That's what we're here to find out. Today, we return to the listener library for a suggestion from our mysterious listener, Sean. Sean writes, I was listening to your Lights Out Catwife episode this morning and was reminded of another episode that had a similar weird feel. The Queen of the Cats. I think it appeared on a couple different shows, but The Mysterious Traveler is the one I've heard. I would love to hear your thoughts on it, even if it isn't a classic.
0: The Mysterious Traveler ran for nine years on the Mutual Broadcasting Network from December 1943 to September 1952. The show was created, written, and directed by Robert Arthur and David Cogan. The duo utilized a variety of genres, including horror, crime, and science fiction. Listeners tuned in each week, never sure what
1: kind of story the mysterious traveler would tell. Each episode opened with the mournful wail of a distant train whistle, followed by the sardonic voice of the mysterious traveler, who narrated each story as if he were sharing it with a fellow passenger on the train. The mysterious traveler was played by radio veteran Maurice Tarplin, who also played Inspector Faraday on Boston Blackie and the titular host on The
2: Strange Doctor Weird. As Sean mentioned in his email, The Queen of the Cats was performed twice on The Mysterious Traveler and once more on another Arthur and Cogan series, The Sealed Book. The scripts for the sealed book were all recycled from The Mysterious Traveler, but carefully chosen by Arthur and Cogan to create a specific effect. Author Richard J. Hand described the sealed book as consciously different from The Mysterious Traveler in that it tended to revel in the heightened melodrama of plot and performance rather than focus on the straight and generally understated journeys listeners shared with The Mysterious Traveler. This gives us a little hint of what to expect from today's story. And now, let's listen to The Queen of the Cats
0: from The Mysterious Traveler, originally broadcast July 2nd, 1944.
1: It's late at night, and a chill has set in. You're alone, and the only light you see is coming from an antique radio. Listen to the sounds coming from the speaker. Listen to the music, and listen to the voices.
3: Mysterious Traveler. This is the Mysterious Traveler, inviting you to join me on another journey into the realm of the strange and terrifying. I hope you will enjoy this little trip that it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back. Get a good grip on your nerves. But where are we going? We're going to delve into the life of a frightened man in a tale titled The Queen of the Cats. Some years ago, when I was practicing medicine. I was called upon by a young girl of 22 or so. As she was shown into my office, I could see that she was having a... a difficult time suppressing her agitation. Her lips trembled as she spoke.
4: (coughs) Dr. Smith, my name is Jane Elliott. I have an appointment with
3: you. Yes, Miss Elliott. Won't you be seated, please? Thank you. Now, it seems to be the trouble, Miss Elliott. You're trembling and... You don't look well at all.
4: I'm not ill, Doctor. It's Chris. Chris Arnold, my fiancé. Oh, Doctor, you've got to help him. If you don't, something terrible will happen. Well,
3: I'll do everything I can, Miss Elliot. Now, tell me what's wrong.
4: I... Well, I don't know what's wrong. All I know is that Chris is frightened. He's in deadly fear of something.
3: Has he told you... uh... What it is that frightens him?
4: No. No, I've questioned him countless times, but he refuses to tell me.
3: I see. Where is your fiancé now?
4: At his home, Brookfield Manor. Oh, Doctor, I I, I know it's late, but won't you come with me and see Chris? He needs help desperately.
3: There, there, Miss Elliott, you mustn't cry. Of course I'll come with you. And I'll do what I can.
4: Jane,
5: Just a minute. Jane, I've I've asked you before not to... Who's he?
4: Darling, this is Dr. Smith. Doctor, this is my fiancé, Chris Arnold.
5: How do you do, Mr. Arnold? Why the devil did you bring him? I don't need a doctor.
4: Please, darling, I I just couldn't stand to see... Forgive me, Mr.
3: Arnold, but it's obvious to the most untrained eye you do need a doctor.
4: Please, Chris... Tell the doctor what you're afraid
5: of. I'm not afraid of anything.
4: Oh, darling, please tell him. Please. You can't go on this way.
5: Yes. Yes, you're right. I can't go on this way. If I don't tell someone, I'll go mad. Believe me, Mr. Arnold, you'll feel much
3: better once you've talked your fears out. Now, um, suppose you start from the
5: beginning and tell me everything. All right, doctor. Come on in. I, I suppose it all began... Two years ago, at a party Jane and I were invited to.
4: Oh, Chris, isn't this a wonderful party? The
5: only thing wonderful about it is you.
4: <laughs> oh, Chris, you know, people are watching.
5: Oh, fine thing when a man can't kiss his best girl in public. What's this generation coming to anyway?
4: At Ms. Tyndall's School, we were taught a young lady never kisses a man in public.
5: Miss mm-hmm. Tyndall is setting romance back fifty years. Who are you looking for anyway?
4: Rana Farouk, my roommate is m- at Macindale.
5: Oh, oh, yes, yeah. she's she's the Egyptian girl you were telling me about.
4: Yes, I want you to meet her. Only you better not fall in love with her as every other man does. Mm.
5: Sounds as though she's a second Cleopatra.
4: Men just can't seem to be able to resist her. Mm.
5: Well, I'm curious to see this siren of the Nile.
4: Oh, there she is, Chris. Come on.
5: So that's Rana. No wonder men can't resist her.
6: Hello, Jane. I've missed you. Rana. this is
4: Chris Arnold. Chris, this is Rana Farouk. Hello, Chris.
5: Hello, Rana.
4: Oh, look, there's Miss Timberl waiting to me. Excuse me, won't you?
5: Of course, Jane.
4: I'll be back in a minute.
6: <laughs> you know, Chris, at Miss Tyndall's The first thing I'd see in the morning when I got up And the last thing before I went to bed was your picture And I always knew that someday we should meet And now we have Why are you staring at me like that? Aren't you going to say anything?
5: I prefer just to look than now, Doctor. Two years after our first meeting, I find it difficult to describe how beautiful Rana was. She had lustrous black hair that came down to her shoulders and sparkling green eyes that bewitched you. No words can do her beauty justice. I was captivated the moment I saw her. I see. What happened after that first meeting? Rana seemed also attracted to me. After that night, we saw each other constantly. You did? Nothing seemed to matter to me when I was with her. It made me indescribably happy to learn she felt the same way. A month after we'd met, we were married. Mm. Please go on, Mr. Rana. After we were married, we took an apartment in town. In the months that followed, I began to see Rana not as the image I'd been infatuated with, but as she really was. Vain, selfish, and possessive. It was a possessiveness verging on madness. She couldn't bear to have me out of her sight. And when I was upon my return, there would be questions, countless questions. I began to dread seeing her. And then, then there were the cats. The cats? Yes. She had an insane passion for them.
4: Yes, when Ronner and I were at school together, Doctor, she always had a few cats around. She said that she couldn't live without them. The apartment them. was
5: always full of cats. She'd sit for hours stroking them, whispering to them, until I felt I'd go mad... Life became a nightmare for me, a nightmare full of cats. And Rana, asking questions, endless questions. One day, I realized I couldn't go on living with her any longer. That our marriage had been a mistake. I decided to tell her about it that very evening. May I come in, Rana?
6: Of course, dear.
5: Rana. There's, there's something important I want to talk to you about Oh,
6: please, Chris There is so little time just now We can talk later after the party But, Ronda, this is
5: important I think that...
6: Darling, whatever you have to say can wait Now,
5: please hurry but, but... Well, well, all right We'll discuss what I have to say later
6: Chris, when I called you at the office this afternoon Why didn't you tell me that you had had lunch with Mary Walker?
5: What? How did you know I had lunch with her?
6: Oh, a friend told me.
5: A friend? Who was it?
6: What is it, my beauty? What are you trying to say? Donna,
5: put that cat down and answer me. Who was the friend that told you I had lunch with Mary Walker? You have never
6: met her, darling. How
5: is it that you always know what I've been doing, whom I've been seeing? It's as though you have people spying on me.
6: Chris, what a thing to say. Now, please hurry or we'll be late.
5: There's something strange about the way you always know what I've been doing. Sometimes I should step up. Chris, look out. You stepped on Sabina's tail. I'm sorry, but I didn't see it. I've asked you before to be more careful. Poor
6: Sabina. Are you all right now, my beauty? If
5: there weren't so many cats underfoot, I wouldn't have stepped on her. Why must you have five cats around?
6: Because I love cats. They're beautiful, sacred. Thousands of years ago, my ancestors worshipped cats and the great cat god is sack on it. On the river Nile, close by the ancient city of Hamadi, where I was born, are the graves of a hundred thousand sacred cats. They have been mummified and buried with reverence. Uh,
5: Rana, I can't go on like this anymore. My
6: darling, what do you mean?
5: I feel our marriage was a mistake. I want a divorce.
6: Please, you
5: can't be serious. But I am...
6: I love you, Chris, and I won't give you up. You're mine, darling. You always will be. Nothing shall ever separate us.
5: Would you
7: care for a cocktail, sir? Uh,
5: No, no, thank you.
4: Well, even if you won't have one, Mr. Arnold, I will. Jane...
5: Jane, it's good to see you again. Just let me look at you.
4: Chris, you're... You're not looking well at all. Are you all right?
5: I am now. Jane, Jane, can't we go someplace and talk? What about the terrace?
4: All right, Chris.
5: Here, this door opens onto it. Much better. It's been quite some time since we've seen each other, hasn't it?
4: Yes, the last time we saw each other was the night that...
5: The night that I met Ronna.
4: Yes is Rana Chris
5: oh she's she's fine we Jane I've made such a mess out of everything I was a fool to have married her
4: please Chris you mustn't talk like that but I
5: was a fool Jane mistaking infatuation for love can you ever forgive me for the way I behaved toward you
4: there's there's nothing to
6: forgive Chris well Jane this is a surprise Rana hello Rana Really, Jane, the way you've avoided calling on us, I half suspect you are still in love
5: with Chris. Ronnie, you have no right to talk to her like that.
6: Uh, please, Chris, I, I'm afraid I'll have to be leaving. It's getting quite late. Good night.
5: Good night, Jane.
6: I hope I didn't interrupt anything by coming out here so unexpectedly, Chris.
5: Yes, Ronnie, you did. I was about to tell Jane that I love her and that I always will.
6: I suppose that's why you asked me for a divorce. You've been secretly seeing
5: her. Secretly seeing her? Is it possible for me to see anyone or do anything secretly without your knowing about
6: it? No, you are quite right. It is not possible. I know everything you do. So I would forget Jane if I were you.
5: Uh, Rana, how can you possibly want me? Knowing how I feel about Jane, you've got to give me a divorce.
6: I'll never give you a divorce. Never. You hear? You're mine. You always will be.
5: Yes, well, what's to prevent me from leaving you?
6: Wherever you go, Chris, I'll follow. If I can't have you, no one else ever will. Remember, Chris, you're mine. You always will be.
5: I can still see her, Doctor. As she stood there screaming at me. Remember, Chris, you're mine, and you always will be. It was a, a shock to suddenly realize that. She looked like a cat, an angry cat. Her green eyes, cold and murderous. Her long nails digging into my arms. Her body tense. For a moment, I I thought she was going to scratch my eyes out.
4: Yes, Rana did look like that when she was in a rage.
5: Hmm. What happened after that night, Mr. Ronald? I stopped speaking to Rana. We lived in the same apartment, but that was all. Weeks passed. Rana waited for me to come around as she felt certain I would. Hmm. She had all the patience of a cat playing with a mouse. But when a month had passed and I still refused to talk to her, she made an attempt to win me back. It happened one night as we were driving to this house. Why are you slowing down, Ronna?
6: I want to talk to you, Chris, and I can't talk to you while I'm driving.
5: There's no point in your stopping. We have nothing to say to each other.
6: Oh, but we do, darling. Chris. We could be so happy together If you wanted to You know how much
5: I love you It's a possessive love that smothers me to death Chris,
6: you know that isn't true I could make you happy if you'd only let me Oh, please don't turn away from me, Chris I'll do anything to make you happy
5: Anything Anything? And you can give me a divorce
6: So you're still thinking of her Hoping I'll give you a divorce so you can marry her well, I won't. Do you hear? I won't.
5: I think we'd better be moving along.
6: Chris, you haven't any right to treat me like this. I'm your wife. Only
5: in the eyes of the law, not in my eyes.
6: I hate you. I hate you. You, you can't. You almost took out my eyes with those claws of yours. I will <laughs> scratch your eyes out before I let any other woman have you. You're mine. Your and will be.
5: Perhaps this will bring you to your senses. <laughs> Slide over. I'll drive.
8: Very well, Chris. <laughs>
6: You think you've beaten me, Chris But you haven't In the end, you'll come crawling to me It may take a year, two years, five years
5: But I can wait I'll never come crawling to you, never But you
6: will, Chris Jane knows I'll never give you your freedom In time, she'll marry And when she does, all the heart will be gone out of you
5: Then you'll be mine That'll never happen But it will, Chris
6: Down in your heart You know I'm right Jane will never be yours I'll see to that
5: You have everything planned perfectly, Rana, don't you? But I have one way of escape from you That you've never thought of
6: Really? And what way is that?
5: I can escape through death Death? Yes, Rana If I should fail to take the curve a hundred yards ahead We'd plunge off the side of this mountain Chris, you would Why not, Rana? You've shown me there's nothing to live for. This at least is a clean way out.
8: No! Chris, don't! No!
5: When I drove the car over the side of the mountain, Doctor, I thought Rana and I were going to our deaths. But fate decreed otherwise, when I recovered consciousness 48 hours later in a hospital, I learned it was only Rana who died. Yes, I recall reading about it in the papers. It was a miracle that you survived. Yes. For weeks, they despaired of saving me. But at the end of eight months, I walked out of that hospital. The police believed my story that it was an accident. And I was free to begin a new life. It was just a week after I was discharged from the hospital that I ran into Jane...
4: Chris, it's you Jamie,
5: you always seem to pop up just when I need you most
4: Chris, you... You look so much older Are you all right? My
5: heart isn't any too good But otherwise, I'm fine And seeing you again is just what I need to put me on my feet
4: These past months must have been so difficult for you
5: I, I don't want to look back to the past, Jane But only to the future The future I once hoped we'd share And still do months ago, Doctor, Jane and I became engaged. It was just about that time that I first began to notice that everywhere I went, there always seemed to be a cat following me. Are you sure you weren't imagining it, Mr. Arnold? At first, I thought it was my imagination, but a week after Jane and I became engaged, I was certain I was being followed. Hmm. Uh, Tell me, Mr. Arnold, was it always the same cat that followed you? No, no, no. One day, it would be one cat, and another... Another day, a different one. Oh, I, I know you must think I'm mad, Doctor. And at the time I felt I was going mad, that is, until that night. What night, Mr. Arnold? The night I saw her. It happened in this very room six weeks ago. I... I had great difficulty in falling asleep that night. Suddenly, the silence was broken by the faint crying of a cat grew louder and louder I lay in the darkness listening realizing that the cat crying was real living and in my room I could feel my heart pounding as I sat up in bed I looked about my darkened room and then suddenly I saw her two burning green eyes in the darkness there was no mistaking those eyes they were runners I stared into those eyes for what seemed like hours then, as though listening to a stranger's voice, I heard myself speak. <coughs> Rana. It is you, Rana, isn't it? <coughs> yes. I'd recognize those green eyes anywhere. So you've come back, and in a form I've always thought of you, as a cat. <coughs> I know why you've come back. It's because of Jane. <coughs> you always said that if you couldn't have me, no one else could. But I was yours. And always would be. Meow. Well, you're wrong, do you hear? Jane and I are going to be married. Meow. You came between us once, but you aren't going to this time. I will marry her. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. Meow. Ah, Meow. Fiend. Trying to scratch my eyes out. Meow. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there. Perhaps that'll show you that nothing you can do will stop me from marrying Meow. her. I know that all those cats that were following me, spying on me, were doing so under your orders. You, you're the queen of the cats. <laughs> Ah, yes, I should have known. No wonder you always knew where I'd been, who I'd seen. You had your cat spying on me even then. Well, even if you are the queen of the cats, you can't prevent me from marrying James. That's a bullet between those green eyes of yours. That's what's needed Emptied the gun at her, Doctor. And then turned on the lights. There was no sign of her. She'd vanished. All that I found were those six bullet holes in the wall. Tell me,
3: Mr. Arnold, isn't it possible that you only dreamed all that? That
5: actually you fired the gun in your sleep and the shots themselves wakened you? I tried to tell myself that, Doctor. But during the nights that followed, I I knew it was not a dream. For night after night, she appeared in my room. I'd lie awake, waiting to hear her footsteps, her voice. And when she would appear, I'd plead with her to leave me alone. But she'd only stare at me with those burning green eyes, waiting, waiting. I knew she'd never leave me alone as long as I intended to marry Jane. Finally, I could stand it no longer and I went to see Jane. (coughs)
4: This is a surprise Come in, darling Thank you, Jane Oh, well, where have you been keeping yourself this past week? I was beginning to believe I was being jilted
5: Jane, there's something I want to ask you
4: Yes, Chris, of course What is it?
5: I know we set our wedding for next week But couldn't we put it off for a while? Just just a little while
4: Darling, what is it? There's something wrong I I know there is Please tell me I
5: wish I could, but I can't Please, Jane, just have faith in me you know, I I wouldn't postpone our marriage if I could possibly help it.
4: All right, Chris, I, I do have faith in you. We'll consider our marriage postponed for the time being.
5: The night I put off my marriage to Jane, Doctor, was the first night that Rana didn't appear. And the first night in a week that I've been able to sleep. And you think, Mr. Arnold, that
3: she didn't appear again because you would postpone your marriage to Jane?
5: I know it. Weeks went by, weeks in which I was able to sleep soundly without being awakened by her. I came to think that perhaps it had all been part of a horrible nightmare and that I was over it at last. A week ago, I asked Jane to set the date for our wedding. She did so. And that same day, we took out a marriage license. But that night, she appeared again. Her eyes shining in the dark. Cold and murderous. She knew about the license. That's why she returned. And you've
3: seen her again?
5: Yes, yes, every night. She just keeps staring at me with those green eyes, waiting, waiting. She's determined not to give me any rest. I tell myself that I I mustn't be afraid, but I... I keep hearing her voice over and over. If I can't have you, no one else will. You're mine and you always will be.
4: Oh, Chris, darling, I wish I'd known all this before.
5: You feel, Mr. Arnold, that somehow she'll prevent you from marrying Jane, huh? I, I know I sound mad, but I do. I have a feeling something horrible will happen if I attempt to marry her. Do you still have the marriage lessons? Yes.
3: Why do you ask? Mr. Arnold, you've reached a crisis in your life. You're faced with fears that are threatening to overwhelm your sanity. The only way for you to challenge your fears is to go through with your marriage to Jane now, tonight. Uh, tonight? Yes. It's quite late, but I'm sure a friend of mine who's a judge will marry you. We uh, can't married t- tonight. If you hesitate, you're lost. Your only chance is to face your fears.
5: All right, Doctor. All right. Jane... Will you marry me tonight?
4: Oh, yes, Chris.
3: Yes. I'm sorry to get you up in the middle of the night, Judge, but for reasons I can't explain, it's important that these two be married tonight. That's quite all
7: right, Doc. Always glad to oblige a friend. Have you got the license and the ring, young man? Uh, uh, yes, sir. Here's, here's the license and
3: the ring.
7: Now, young man, if you'll take a right hand. it. Now, shall I give you the long ceremony or the short one? The short one,
4: please.
7: Just as you say, saying, lady. This is the shortest one I've got. Do you, Jane, only you take this man to be your lawful wedded husband to love, honor, and obey as long as you both shall live? I do. Do you, Christopher Arnold, take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife to love, honor, and cherish as long as you both
5: shall live? <laughs> it's she! It's Ronna! Chris, please, it's only a black
4: cat! You mustn't pay any attention to it! Of course Inference.
5: not, nothing It's <laughs> Ronna, I tell you! Look at her eyes! I told you she was trying to prevent my marrying Jane! Well, I'll get rid of her once and for all.
4: Chris, what are you doing with that gun? Put you... it... Ah,
5: she got away. Well, whatever she's gone, I'll find her and kill her.
4: Chris, Chris, come back. Oh, Doctor, where can he be? Oh, no,
3: Jane, he can't be far off. We'll find him. Oh. Listen...
4: Doctor, that must be Chris firing that gun. Come on.
3: Those shots came from
7: close by.
4: Hurry! Hurry! we
7: we better take it easy now, Doc. It's pretty dark out here. Wait a moment now. Light my cigarette lighter. Doc! Look, a dead cat!
3: Yes. was shot through the head.
7: Say, look. Here's another one that's been shot to death.
4: Neither one of them is the... the black cat.
7: Say, Doc... Isn't that a body over there? Chris! No, Jane, you stay with the judge while I look.
4: All right, doctor.
7: There, there, miss. You mustn't cry.
4: This never would have happened if if I hadn't agreed to bury him. He was afraid. So afraid.
7: Doc! Is it Arnold?
3: Yes. Yes, it's he.
4: He's dead, isn't he? I can see it in your face.
3: Yes, Jen. He's dead. But, Doc, what happened to him? He's been clawed to bits as if by hundreds of cats. The <gasps> most horrible of all, his eyes have been scratched out. This is the Mysterious Traveler again. Have you enjoyed our little trip into the life, or should I say, death of a frightened man? Strangely enough, two days later, at Chris Arnold's funeral, just as the coffin was being lowered into the grave, the mourners suddenly noticed a black cat with green eyes. Sitting on the edge of the grave Quietly licking its paws uh, By the way I trust you haven't a cat in your home uh, Particularly a black one I uh, I once knew a woman uh, She's dead now Who had Well, uh, oh, You're getting off at the next stop huh? I'm sorry <laughs> Perhaps you'll join me again soon I take this same train every week at the same time.
9: You have just heard Chapter 31 of The Mysterious Traveler, a series of dramas of the strange and terrifying. In today's story, Queen of the Cats, Stutz Cotsworth played Chris, Sarah Burton played Rana, and Sandra Gould played Jane. The Mysterious Traveler is written by Bob Arthur and David Cogan. And original music was played by Doc Whipple. The entire production was under the direction of Jock McGregor. Listen next week to a tale titled... Broadway, Here I Come. Another tale of The Mysterious Traveler. Traveler is presented by W.O.R. Mutual from the W.O.R. Studios in New York. It is presented over most of these stations every Sunday afternoon at half past three.
3: This
0: That was the Queen of the Cats from The Mysterious Traveler here on the Mysterious Old Radio Listening Society podcast. Once again, I'm Eric. I'm Tim. And I'm Joshua. That was a listener request coming to us from Sean, who was inspired to suggest that to us after listening to uh, Lights Out Catwife, which is one of our favorite episodes for all the wrong reasons <laughs> um, and a uh, frequent running gag here on the <laughs> podcast. But Sean, thank you so much for uh, bringing this to our attention.
2: Uh, when he emailed us, I just kicked myself for not doing this as a double feature a double with feature. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. yeah, I'd heard it before, and I went,
0: oh. First of all, Joshua sent uh, the wrong <laughs> one. You sent the which version? The, uh, the sealed sped- book. Oh. Sealed book version. Yeah. And I didn't listen to that. I was like, oh, I haven't gotten around to it yet, so no harm, no foul. But then I downloaded the one you sent, and I was like, mm-hmm. great, I'll listen to it. And then for some reason I couldn't get it to play when I needed to Change the device I was listening on, so I just went to YouTube, and, and you I listened
2: to the other mysterious right, strategy, which is different in a lot of in significant a lot of ways. ways, which is a really
0: interesting talking point. On, I listened to both of them, too. right? And so I went, oh, this is the wrong one. I listened all the way through. I listened to the the right one, and I got fascinated with the choices in what was left in, and what was taken out, and what was added. I was, chose
2: the first one for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One. I love it in the early Mysterious Traveler episodes when the Mysterious Traveler himself becomes a part of the story. Right. In the one they did later, the Doctor is a different character completely mm-hmm. and not the Mysterious Traveler. And just the nerd in me went, well, oh, I love it when he's in the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the second time they recorded it, they attempted to clarify some things oh, at the yeah. end with hilarious results. So I thought this was more fair to the episode because I think they shot themselves in the foot in the second episode. To tell Tim and our listeners who haven't heard both, In the end of the second version, just to clarify things like where the cat comes from that disturbs their wedding with the judge, Mm -hmm. the judge says, oh, that's just my black cat, Lucifer. Why are you so nervous? And suddenly you're like, what? He's an occult judge? What's going on? And then the best one, are you thinking what I'm thinking, when he shoots at the cat? Nope. Oh, because he has this line of dialogue in the second one, not the one we listened to. He takes a pot shot at the cat at their wedding. And these guys are so comically nonchalant about gunfire, but that's yeah. another discussion. <laughs> yes. But in the second version, he goes, this time I won't miss. Blam, 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 blam. Oh, I missed. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to you on my bike, and I almost fell off my bike laughing when I heard that.
0: And he wasn't riding his bike. I wasn't. <laughs> just on it. I was just sitting there. Um, here's the interesting thing that I found in the second one is giving more detail when they go to his house in the first place about mm-hmm. where he lives. Mm-hmm. Like they're walking through the house and it's gigantic. And they're yeah. talking about all the rooms and all the servants. Uh, he fired them all. And then some weird line that doesn't need to be in there. That is, Oh, except for the cook <laughs> he's here, but he keeps to himself. So don't mind him. So like they're saying they asked him. Right. <laughs> Like they're saying to the audience, not a red herring, not a thing, just, as uh, there's a cook here, but you know, just don't think about it.
2: There's some really strange
1: changes. Imagining the conversation, well, then how does he get food? Right. All right, well, just say that he has a, cook. a cook, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh,
8: Repeat well, to yourself, anyway. it's just a show. You should
0: really just relax. We right? should
2: probably concentrate on the one we did listen to, but, um, despite Sean's warnings, we became terribly confused <laughs> and listened to, like, three different versions versions of this show enough that you know that
0: yeah let's talk about this one this is something that really pains me to do and i hate this about our podcast you know oh i have this Request, and then I got to say, I, Sean, I hate your request. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but in all fairness, it was not requested as a no. favorite or a classic, but as an interesting companion yes. to yes. Catwife. And I do think it's worth contrasting and comparing yeah. a little yeah. with Catwife. There's some real Catwife moments in here, yeah. as in. It sounds like they're echoing lines from Catwife. Yeah. So it had to be on their minds, as it's on everyone's mind who's ever heard Catwife. You can't get it out of your mind.
0: Nothing in this is interesting. Nothing really happens. If it's going to be on the supernatural side, go, 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 go. But really, this became about an over controlling, crazy cat lady who then apparently comes back to life as a cat. I get it. I'm sorry. It just didn't grab me, man.
1: I started out there, initially questioning, like, why do we need three layers of introduction to this story? Mm-hmm. Why did this woman, like, I don't want you to fall in love with my roommate. Oh, I'm going to go. You st- <laughs> talk to my roommate. Oh, you fell in love. No, <laughs> We're going to talk about yeah, Jane. Yeah, the nature of their relationship is bizarre. Jane. Jane.
0: Wow, you're a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> Jane, you are a forgiving... <laughs> And really overly trusting, you, the red flags, Jane, go. <laughs> You're going to hang with this guy, are you?
1: But there's eight moments where you say, Jane, run. Yeah. So, and they got to the, like, all right, he's married, this woman, and it's all controlling. And I, like, oh, I see where this is going. Oh, let's just one, two, three, march to the beat and get to the end of this story. Yep. And then uh, he crashes the car. He like, drives off a mountain. <laughs> and <laughs> at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm into it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then the, his character completely changes. It's like, I'm crazy shooting my gun in the middle of
2: the night at a cat I think I'm seeing. <laughs> it this, gets fun the moment he drives off the mountain. Yeah. Like most things in life. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had sort of, I checked out a bit before that, mm-hmm. so... You, you think you know exactly what's going to happen. And ultimately, it is kind of what happens, but it happens in such a crazy way starting from the drive off the mountain.
0: All right, a couple of things. So
2: you just rolled your eyes went, yeah yeah, 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 drive off a mountain. We've yeah. all done that. Oh, yeah. No,
0: I, I'm trying to figure out how to put this into words. It sounded, you know, other than the fact that there was the Egyptian cat thing and some supernatural elements that they didn't explore well enough for me, it really was a story about watching two people in a failed marriage. And, it's and, too
2: goes to home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, you know, the idea that, and I don't mean to be too horrifying, but... There are many stories out there about people who have n- made the choice that their marriage is terrible and I'm going to kill both of us. I think I've read four stories in the Twin Cities in the last yeah. year where this has happened. It seemed like that's what the story was about. Yeah. And I wanted the
2: supernatural part yeah. of this more.
0: I wanted something other than that.
2: You bring up a good point that it had some real-life elements that mm-hmm. could be distressing the listeners. However, from my point of view... The performances are so heightened, and the melodrama is so huge in it that it takes me somewhere so far away from real life that over-the-topness puts this comfortable padding for me as a listener. He yeah, drove I, off a mountain. <laughs> I, yeah. I brought a lot of my own baggage in
1: with like, oh, okay, the Egyptian princess lady, reincarnated goddess of cats, or whatever this is. Yeah.
2: yeah just it was, yeah. heard it a million times, <laughs> yeah.
0: But again, they could have had a lot more fun with that angle of it, and it seemed to live in a failed marriage scenario. It became Kramer versus Kramer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was not a comparison I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen Kramer versus Kramer, Kramer versus it's exactly cat lady. like
2: this.
0: <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of things like that. Like, I don't like everyday stories of real life. People doing real life things.
1: Yeah, if you, uh, especially focused on the top of this, if you just take it like, which character do I latch onto to root for? Like, nobody. Nobody. Because Jane, wow, Jane
0: again. Can I go back to Jane? (laughs) Get out. What are you doing? So two years later, he comes back. I'm
1: so mad at her.
0: He comes back and you're like,
1: yeah, let's try this again. I've been waiting literally in this chair for two years for you to come back and get me.
0: And then he calls off the wedding. You're still going to stay there. And then even better is that while he's describing what he's done, you're staying in that room. Like halfway through that story, like, "Ah, I got to go. You know, like you're a nutbag and a jerk. Also, I'd like to point out that you just admitted to the doctor that yes, no, it wasn't an accident. I killed her on purpose. Does he not have some kind of obligation to report that? I mean, he's really just put himself in prison, hasn't he?
2: It's the mysterious Trevor. We don't know. He might be a doctor, he might be a priest. This might technically be He's a doctor. A kind of, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> His doctoring abilities are a little blurry because sometimes he's a psychiatrist, sometimes yeah. he's a medical doctor. I think he's he just
0: came up with some a fraud. fraud- yeah, he's a horrible fraud. <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to get married tonight, right now. That's going to solve I it.
2: I have this really easygoing friend who's a judge <laughs> yeah. who's just like, "Well, okay."
0: Oh, who, by the way, I don't know if it's actor choice or what, either the actor himself or it was the choice, is drunk.
2: <laughs> well, horrifyingly drunk. Sound, it sounds drunk. like he's trying to play it as if he just woke up.
1: Yeah, well, and wake us. up. All these things you're describing is, as negatives, like, yeah, yeah, that's totally true, and I totally was loving that. Oh, no, I, <laughs> these aren't negatives. I mean, I think... They aren't? <laughs>
2: to, me, to me, and I think this is one difference, Eric doesn't enjoy the just over-the-top lunacy of a script as much as at least I do, and I think sometimes you do as, as well, uh, whereas that's a pleasure in and of itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense, right? Because I agree with Eric up
2: to when it starts to get crazy. The other thing is then when he shoots the cat he sees oh my in his room, right, and then it's gone, and when he's recounting it to the mysterious traveler, the mysterious traveler suggests to him as if this is somehow more reassuring that maybe you just fired the gun in your sleep. Yeah, I wrote that <laughs> down it, too. And it awakened you, you know? Like, I don't know how being a somnambulist with an itchy trigger finger <laughs> is somehow more reassuring than seeing your dead right. cat wife. I, be, that would be its own whole episode of I'm someone who wakes up to the sound
1: of my own gunfire.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a pretty effective alarm clock. <laughs>
0: There's another a moment where I just went,
2: ah,
0: she says, oh, uh, a friend of mine saw you having lunch with what's-her-name. And he said, a friend? Who was it? The cat almost <laughs> literally says, it was me. <laughs> oh, I my
2: actually God. thought the cat vocalizations were better than some. Sure. <laughs> sure. I thought the Doesn't croc, it. or whoever it was who did it, and that we have learned that from Ape Song, I think, that that's the name of Actors who animal specialize vessels. in animal noises. Because oh, I still right. think it was an actor.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, they were punching a cat.
2: <laughs> you cannot get a cat. To no, meow. I thought it was recordings, like oh, doctored I see. recordings. I see. Yes, I didn't think it was. They cast a cat who's Spl- <laughs> sitting there on a stool. <laughs> well, it would have made for a more interesting story. Oh, the cat just whizzed in the script again.
0: Speaking of the cat, here's another moment wow, you just shot a cat in the head
2: uh, it, it's so horrible, but there's it's something so ridiculous horrible. about the, in the head shot like, it, a
0: cat in the head <laughs> all I can think is, like is like there he, can't be a
2: head left or with a tiny gun and it has this execution quality where he's oh, like, t- on your knees, cat <laughs> <laughs> the, I, look at your heart the,
0: I can't imagine shooting a cat Oh my god. There's, there's, there's another
1: man. one. Like there's that's like, string, string like of how what? many cats are in this town?
0: <laughs> Here's another moment. This is really nitpicky, but you know, she's driving and he says, you know, "Okay, slide over, I'll drive." Two things. One, what do you mean slide over? <laughs> so, in order for that to happen, now visualize this. She has to crawl over him while he goes to the driver's yeah. seat, right? Sure. Here's how it went. Slide over. <laughs> like there was no movement I, I, I for that to happen. I don't know why
2: he couldn't have just been driving the car. The reason he Correct. he wrote why that, was... because they want him to drive off the yes. mountain, but why not make him, him the driver to, drive to the
1: car. begin with? Or just help me well, it's the get theme. You know, he's reclaiming power in You're the relationship.
2: Right. Tim's wow, actually
1: right. Oh, look at you. I think I pulled He's something. Taking this. Literally taking the wheel.
0: But then and help, driving mountain. Help here. me either I want to hear the noise of them crawling over each other or I want to hear her get out of the car, yeah, walk I around and get in.
2: Would love to hear like three minutes of uh, uh, ah, yeah. excuse me, just <laughs> your knee is on. I love Eric's like, I want to just get on to the supernatural stuff. And I want to hear an extended scene of trading places in a car. <laughs> I just
8: don't know
0: why you
1: do that. <laughs> slide over. Like, uh,
0: wait, wait, no, wait. Th-
1: anyway. All awesome. right. In so my I'm head, is they, when the middle of recording got to that point, like, wait,
2: she's driving. We got to. Just writing a quick note. Slide
1: over. <laughs> I,
2: I will say this it's one thing I really love about Arthur and Kogan as a duo. When they have a good script, It's really good, like, you know, The Good Die Young, Behind the Locked Door. Mm -hmm. And when they're bad, they're deliciously bad. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of middle ground, and so I find them endlessly entertaining. But I can't think of many other shows that have such entertaining extremes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good and bad. (laughs) It's funny that... uh, Is it Chris? Yeah, Chris, because it sounds like a hiss. He chides... That's not on purpose. Oh, it is in the second script, because that's something that's not in the first one. In the second version, they actually underscore it. She keeps saying, Chris, and the actor hits it really hard and even says, name. She makes it sound like a hiss every time. That's That's why he's so angry. Um, They don't underscore it in this one that way. But uh, he is so disgusted that this woman suddenly has become vain and obsessive. Mm -hmm. But this is a guy who... Bane dumped obs- his girlfriend right. in seconds upon seeing this woman and married her for her looks. And yep. is upset because she's vain and obsessive. Yep. And, and did not see or speak to Jane <laughs> from that moment. <laughs> At
1: all. Yeah, Nope. He Let's had to have it. known. If this
0: doesn't work, she'll be
1: there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. known Jane for a while now. I assume this is her, their marriage and relationship has been on again, off again for years. They've clearly been going out for quite a while because at finishing school, she had uh, Chris's picture, which is where Rana saw her. Uh, That was the the pause button. That was the other (laughs) one in the second version when she meets him
0: and she says, I woke up in the morning staring at your picture. That's in this one, too. Is it in there? And I went to bed staring at your picture. I've been staring at your picture. And now we finally meet. That but was the it's other thing. Nice, why moment? does she want him so bad? I needed a motivation
2: for why she wanted I him. I think that so bad. was it. That's where they why they put that picture in that she it just saw something that someone else had and had to have it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think so that's it. Because this is working on those very shallow tropes. She's just yeah. the foreign beauty who okay. just wants to possess
0: You things. control cats.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, You're quite a cat. You don't have to...
0: Let alone going on tour and what kind of cat variety show you could do. You could do so much. You control cats. Why are you... Wasting nobody that nobody power. could be a super
2: cats. villain. <laughs> she controls cats. It hit a little close to home when they talked about how many cats she had. Yeah, like, <laughs> like how many do you have? Five. <laughs> <laughs> do is, you? is that a nightmare of cats, as he describes it? And is yeah, that actually yeah. what the collective noun for <laughs> cats is? A nightmare.
0: <laughs> I have two. I think they that's can't, the they limit. They can be a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, it's also a very weak attempt at the end of this by the traveler to make us afraid of our own cats. You know, at the end where he's like, wasn't that scary? Do you have a cat? Oh, you know, like, "Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want a cat? (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of cats. (laughs) Here's a historical thing. I had never heard the mutual uh, tagline before.
1: That was the most terrifying thing I think we've heard in this entire podcast. no is... Mutual.
2: <laughs> uh, it's second. Bromo
0: Seltzer.
1: <laughs> it is
2: Bromo probably the Bromo Seltzer, seltzer guy. Uh, and it's at the top, is... too, because he opens with The Mysterious Traveler, really yeah.
0: angry. I had never heard the Mutual Network use that. So that was weird. I wonder if that was the only time and someone made a call and said, Nope, no, hey,
1: no.
2: <laughs> no. Children are crying. <laughs> Stop, <please>. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was that? They just probably wanted something to distract from the script. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anybody got anything Um, else to say? Otherwise, I'm throwing it to a vote.
1: Tim, this is not a classic. (laughs) But I had a blast. Like I said, uh, there was up to a certain point that I was just ready to throw in the towel, and then it went to Crazy Town, and I like Crazy Town. (laughs) (laughs) Tim is actually the mayor of Crazy Town. (laughs) Yes, I am. Um, I don't know if I could say this stands the test of time, just because it... This is not something of just a random friend says, I'd like to pass a half hour in a sort of fulfilling way. I'm like, maybe not this. (laughs) But I do love it.
2: I love it a lot. Yeah, I don't think it stands the test of time. I think it's of historical interest just because it's super crazy and we didn't really talk about it because we probably don't really need to. But like the weird connections between this and Cat Wife, this comparison of women and cats that seem to be a more popular thing in older fiction because it's not yeah. like a trope that has survived uh but it is so much fun like Tim says I was happy to have a trip to crazy town with Tim uh, <laughs> it is it is that fun bonkers episode of you're just sort of surprised at each new scene as it transpires shot a
1: cat in the head
0: I shot again the, in the head <laughs>
2: I will tell you this
0: as I'm listening to this and writing all this and notes and saying, Yeah, no, I hate this. This is that, and all these things I've already said. This is the most positive thing I can say about it. (laughs) I got really excited knowing that we get to discuss it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is going to be fun. For discussion, and that was the best thing about it, is me being able to lay into it. (laughs) All
2: right, well, if you had a tiny cat-sized gun pointed at your head and had to choose to listen to this one again or Cat Wife, which one would you choose, Eric? Uh,
0: Cat Wife, because they don't shoot a cat in the head (laughs) and make me visualize a cat being shot in the head. Oh, my God.
1: Tim, which do you prefer? I think Cat Wife has more to it. I I had to wait for it in, uh... Mm -hmm queen of cats. Catwife. Yeah. Definitely more substance. That ain't saying much. Alright, Tim, tell them stuff. Please go visit GhoulishDelights.com. That is the home of this podcast. You can find our uh, take on Catwife there, if you'd like. Uh, you'll also find, um... I don't know. What are you looking for? What do you want? <laughs> don't get weird, man. <laughs> I'm going crazy town! <laughs> you can comment on various posts. You can, uh link to our social media and leave us messages. You can make requests of episodes you'd like us to listen to, like this, that we will say nice things about or rude things about. We'll just say whatever (laughs) enters our head.
2: Yeah, you can also go to patreon.com slash themorals. If you want to support this podcast to help us say more rude things about your favorite all-time radio shows, (laughs) then give us some money. You can also go to iTunes, write us a review, tell us how much you like this podcast, or that you don't. That's fair. Uh, We can't stop you. Um, You can also go to Facebook, and please join our uh, discussion group, the Mysterious Old Radio Listening Group, and uh, you can talk to other listeners, and uh, we can dig a little deeper into some of these episodes online.
0: And speaking of our live shows, if you're in the area of the Twin Cities in Minnesota, please uh, look it up and see if we're performing. We do live recreations of our theater company, version of of the mysterious old radio listening society of uh, old-time radio shows, sometimes the classics, sometimes not. <laughs> uh, however, um, we will not be doing this one. <laughs> oh, maybe we will. Yeah, <laughs> maybe
1: we will. Cut to three years from now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's coming up next?
1: Uh, up next, we're going to be listening to an episode of The Price of Fear entitled "The Man Who Hated Scenes." Until then.
5: Slide over. I'll drive.
8: Very well, Chris. This is mutual.